Metalheads, welcome back to the Church of Heavy Metal here at Thunderdome Metal Reviews, where this week we don't need your packaged rebellion as we review Anthrax's 1993 release, The Sound of White Noise. How you doing out there, Tracy? I'm doing pretty good, Ben. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And we are back looking at Anthrax's seventh studio album. It is the first album after Joy Belladonna left the band and John Bush was taken in as the lead singer. It has a runtime of 56 minutes and 56 seconds. The lineup for this album was Scott Eons on guitar, bass and vocals, Frank Bello on bass and vocals backing, Charlie Benante on drums, Dan Spitz on lead guitar, and as I said, John Bush on vocals. So, man, what do you think? I think this is probably the best anthrax album we've listened to so far in consents of like cohesiveness just overall sound and production it all runs really well together these guys all have a it's all really awesome sound and i'm going to uh, steal one a quote from james hetfield and say that the only or and james hetfield's view the only is the best metal song ever from start to finish in, in his opinion um, I don't know that I completely agree with him that it's the best, but it's certainly in the, the category uh, it deserves talking about. It's in the discussion for sure. Yeah. Part of it, I feel like John Bush's voice just complements the band's style better than Belladonna's did in the earlier albums that we've done with Among the Living and Persistence of Time. That's an interesting take. I don't disagree with you. I think John Bush is a much better vocalist than Joey Belladonna. I like the sound of his voice, the baritone. I think he knows how to use his voice much better. I think he's a better lyric writer, even though Joey Belladonna didn't always write the lyrics. I do think Joey fit some of the earlier Anthrax stuff, and I would include Among the Living very well, even though I didn't really care much for his voice. But when we reviewed Persistence of Time, we talked about the maturing of the band. And to me, this is just another step in that direction. The band, if anything, is as mature as they were on Persistence of Time, but they've actually turned it up a notch in intensity. So this is a not only a departure in vocalist, but you can argue it's a departure in sound, because this is much heavier, much tighter than Persistence of Time was. Yeah, I will agree with you on that one, in that these guys have matured because you're in their writing style, because you're not seeing like the I am the law of lyrics of the old comic books anymore as much. You're not seeing as much, uh, I guess you say more earlier thrash kind of notes, like caught in a mosh and it's a madhouse. Like these guys take a bit step back and kind of take a broader viewpoint of some of these things. Yeah. And I think that this is their most commercially successful album for whatever that matters. But I think there were a lot of people uh, looking on Encyclopedia Metallum who do not like the sound of this album. This is eh, has a lot of very low reviews, but I'm with you. I this is and part of it's because when it came out, like I said, as I've said many times on this, this was my junior year of high school. This album blew my doors off, man. Uh, just the the heaviness of it, the aggression of it. Uh, I've often said that I like my music angry. This is an angry album, and Bush is just such a fantastic singer and is able to convey emotions that Joey Belladonna is not. That, yeah, dude, this was a fucking out on the interstate, pedal to the floor, hard charging album. I will agree with you in that aspect that 
this album is a much more heavier, in a sense, angrier album than the previous ones. It's not as... I don't think gimmick's the right word, but it's what's popping into mind when I think about it, in that that these guys are really trying to show themselves in maturity. I think Bush's vocal styles really lends to the credibility behind it, because he is able to kind of push himself differently and in, to an extent further than Belladonna was, and a lot more than Belladonna has been recently able to. And so you're getting this um, all grown up, and it's kind of, I think, what you see with some bands is they come out with piss and vinegar towards the machine. Then they get caught up in the machine as part of it, and they kind of lose some of that edge. And I feel like these guys kind of have this determination about them because I feel like everybody considers them as like the little of the big four. And I feel like they kind of carry that as a chip on their shoulder as well. Because by this time, you've had Megadeth and Metallica have released Black Album and Soundtrack to Destruction or Symphony of Destruction and Euthanasia. And they've all been like in the top five of Billboard charts. And Slayers released Rain and Blood and South of Heaven. And these guys aren't getting near as much credit as they are while they're playing pretty much running in the same vein. There's probably an element to that. Um, I hadn't really thought of it in that way. I mean, let's look at Persistence of Time and the fact that one of our favorite songs off that album wasn't even a song that was written by themselves. It was something entirely different that they covered. And while it's a great song, and it's right, I feel like Anthrax are wanting to be known more so than what they're getting credit for. And I feel like that part of... When did they do their thing with uh, Public Enemy? Oh, when did they record it, or when was it released? Uh, both. Hmm. No momento. I'll have to look that up. I don't know what I'm okay. talking ahead. I think that was during Belladonna era, and you kind of see like that's the tippy top of what they got recognition for because they were able to kind of cross this genreification line so between rap, hip hop, and everything. But also, I think they're going to be known for their own stuff, for their own work, for the hours and time and toil that they put into on the road and riding these albums that I feel like to a certain extent they're not getting credit for at the time. So Bring the Noise was recorded in 1987 and then released in 1991. Why a four-year wait on that? It was on a soundtrack and then it was released on Attack of the Killer Bees after uh, In Between Persistence of Time and Sound of White Noise, which collected all the B-sides and soundtrack stuff. Uh, And so that's also probably part of it, I think, is, hey, our biggest stuff is... We won't be known for more than that. And I think you can kind of see the anger in this. And I wonder how much of it oh, is. I'm going to take that back. It was not recorded with Anthrax until 91. So it came out the same year uh, okay. that it was recorded. And so I think that might be part of it. Is that them just pissing vinegar? You know. I mean, it's entirely possible. I mean, also, we have to remember that John Bush was in a band called Armored Saints in the 80s, which was a second tier, maybe even some would say a third tier. Um, band. They weren't quite as thrashy as everybody else, and you kind of see armored, that Armored Saint thra- sound coming into Anthrax. And that seems really to be the knock by people who don't like this album is that it's not as thrashy as Anthrax's earlier stuff, that they've kind of abandoned some of the thrash elements. But um, I think it improved their sound, quite honestly. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. I don't think it's quite, you know, the step of our departure from style like it was from Metallica, from Injustice to All, to Black Album, but I think it is a greater departure than what you see with most, like, Slayer and Megadeth even until later years. Like, you're seeing, like, this incremental change instead of this massive, like, jump. 
I think that depends on which albums you're talking about. Yeah, if you went from State of Euphoria to Sound of White Noise, I think it's a greater jump than, say, um, Injustice for All to the Black album. You think? I. Yeah, but when you put Persistence of Time, which came out in between in there, I don't think it is. Because to me, Sound of White Noise is the evolutions of the Persistence of Time sound with a better singer. Okay, I, I see what you mean now. I thought I was sitting there thinking, like, wait a minute, what? That's a. But yeah, I see what you mean now because you get that evolution in between of them that kind of. It's like a stepping stone for it. And I feel like with, you know, Metallica's was just like, hey, we got Bob Rock and this is how we're doing things. Sorry, have fun. Well, I mean, Anthrax did get a. The producer who had worked with Allison Chains, I can't think of his name, to come in on this album. So they also had a producer who, quote unquote, changed their sound. True, yeah. But I mean, I feel like with what you had the influx of, like the Run DMC, not Run DMC, with uh, Public Enemy and uh, Anthrax, I guess what I was going to try and say, like you can see a lot of people, and this was in VH1, we loved the 90s, I believe it was, we're talking about, you know, the new metal sound coming about. And a lot of them credited Bring the Noise with Public Enemy and Anthrax as being one of the major things that kind of pushed it towards that style and i think are one of the major um influences in that and you can see which i think it's stomp 112 they have that whole rap album on there or rap song on there stomp 442 and i don't remember there being a rap out song on that album there was one i don't remember which one exactly it was in i don't remember where i found it at had it years ago but uh they you can see that this is a that step from more of a thrash to I feel like if you were to draw a link or show us steps from thrash to new metal, I feel like Sounds of Light Noise is probably one of those albums that kind of really leads into it in the sense of style. Because, I mean, I don't really see, I can see where Korn gets their influence from this album. I don't really see it, but I have an argument for it, really. I mean, what connection do you see there? Well, I kind of like their song, I don't know if I can say structure, but some of the good, like the rhythm guitar sections. And I feel like the bass is a little more polished and on display in this album compared to their previous albums. Right. And of course, Korn at that time, and I think it was Fieldy when they started up. I don't know if he's still in the band or not, but he's one of the more prominent members like in their production that you can see showing up in there. I feel like that's part of it. Uh, I think Bush's vocals are very similar to Jonathan Davis's in style, except with a little less uh, gibberish at times. Like, I'm not... Because without Korn... Because then it's Korn to Limp Bizkit and New Metal. Oh, yeah, uh, totally. So, like, I feel like they are a good influence to bring up Korn. Uh, let's see something. Towards Korn, Rage Against Me... Oh, Rage Against the Machine came out a year before this did. So, I mean, you can't exactly tie them together. But I do think Anthrax... Sound of White Noise was a large step towards corn in some of the styles. I could just be talking on my ass, too, because, I mean... I mean, that's one of the things we do on this this podcast, so... Yeah, well, that's what we do good, actually, I think. Agreed. People come to hear us talk and just ramble. <laughs> and I'm looking at the... Uh, yeah, because corn self-titled came out in 94. So yeah. I feel like it was, that probably did a larger role in kind of like their sound. And then I, they developed their own as through Life is Peachy and Follow the Leader. I mean, I think that, and it kind of annoys me that people will say this, um, but it's, it's a semantic issue that annoys me. 
the one of the things on, that they say about this album is the incorporation of quote unquote grunge elements as opposed to thrash elements. So I think if you're talking about that, a little bit of down tuning, more of a um, not quite, even though I would say that this is still pretty fast, but not it's not thrash fast. It doesn't have the elements of thrash. So if you want to say that leading to corn, okay. I think Korn takes it a step further, and I I honestly don't know how much this particular album influenced Korn, but I would say that that incorporation of elements that are not considered thrash canon into the sound that Anthrax did on this album would lead into the Korn sound. So in that way, I do agree with you. Um, Well, I think part of it for me not being able to make that connection of the grunge to it is, I mean, my grunge experience is a couple of albums from Alice in Chains and like three songs from Nirvana. Like it's in a little Pearl Jam. Like it's not very extensive. So I don't have that connection to make the leaps. And I can kind of see some like Alice in Chains a little bit in the writing here, but I don't quite. It's not as like a solidified, solidified connection for me, I think, as it probably is for you and other people. Yeah. Well, having lived through it. So. <clears throat> Yeah, that that does make a difference. I'm seeing this all through 2020 and where things end up, and you guys get to live it in real time. That is true. Uh, one thing I think I said at the beginning of the episode that this was the seventh studio album. It's actually the sixth, just in case I made that mistake. I wanted to correct it. All right, man. So we've kind of thought about our initial impressions and everything. What songs did you like or not like? I think with this album, one thing I noticed that I liked or one thing I noticed with this album more so than Among the Living or Persistence of Time, I feel like overall the musicianship and the songs are all quality-wise better than they are in the other two albums. I feel like there's much more variance in those first two albums as opposed to this one and their style and sound. And going through and listening to this the first time this weekend or a couple or last week, I haven't. I don't think I've really ever sat down and listened to this album from start to finish. I'm not 100% sure on that one. And so as I'm listening to it, a lot of these songs I was hearing, I was like, I've heard this before. I've heard this before. I've heard this before. And like, kind of like in that reptilian brain part of my brain that these albums are, these songs are popping back up. I'm like, I've heard this before, but I don't know if I've actually sat down and listened to this album before. And so it's kind of interesting realizing how much I've heard of it compared to how much I realized I've listened to it and making that connection. Like maybe this album is kind of permutated more osmosis weed than i expected it to i'm not 100 sure on that but i do think that quality wise overall the sound the songs seem to do a little bit better as a whole than the other two did i don't really have any downsides really on this one outside of maybe high pro glow might be one of my least favorite ones on here and the i don't really know what the chemical word says sodium pentothal okay so maybe those two might be the most like least favorites on here, but overall, I think the quality-wise in these songs is pretty good. Um, I agree with that, and actually, I would go so far as I actually like High Pro Glow. So, uh, Invisible is one of my least favorite songs on the album, but I still think it's good. And honestly, I don't think it's quite there. And this wasn't released on vinyl, but. Pottersfield, only room for one more package rebellion and high pro glow. I think that's that's a damn solid first half of an album. It's not Master I mean, of Puppets, but it's it's not far off. I mean, overall, I would say this is a damn solid album overall, as in just just first album because even the back end, Invisible, hundred points, a thousand points of hate, Black Lodge, 
whatever sodium blah 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 burst and this is not an exit all really stand out and do really well as well so i, I think it's just a really solid album overall as opposed to like even just a first or b side a side or b versus b side conversation you know yeah but uh, like i said uh, if i had one major quibble is that black lodge is such a good song and it's so different from everything else that i kind of feel like it should have been the closer although if you have a song titled this is not the exit it kind of needs to be the closer i guess yeah and um, i mean um also with the way that this is not an exit ends with the static and mm-hmm. it kind of fades and mm-hmm. then potterfield kicks back in with some static of its own and it kind of gets louder you kind of get this like continual feel of a sound that if you were listening to it on like a cd on repeat that it would run into each other and that if you didn't really notice it you would think yeah. it was continuation of the album yeah totally but i will say that uh black lodge is a good like black lodge is a good version of their fade to black where it's something a little bit softer a little bit change of taste and pace to compare everything else to interesting comparison i see it um and I like Fade to Black a lot, but I think I might like Black Lodge a little bit better, stylistically anyway. I think I might just stick with Fade to Black because it's the one I know significantly more than mm-hmm. Black Lodge. But I do think they do both do a good job of offering a very contrasting difference in sound into intonation compared to the other songs on the album. Yeah. All right, man. I think it's time to, to grade this beach. I think so, too. Okay, so... I am going to give this album an A. I wanted to double check and see if I'd done the others. And both other Anthrax albums we've done was a B plus. And I feel like this is a marked improvement over those overall. And that while those albums did have a couple of tracks, I feel like might be better than some off this one as a whole. Comparatively, that this overall album is still better than those two were. I agree that this is better than the last two albums that we've done. So therefore, it's an A plus. Quite honestly, this is my favorite Anthrax album. Yeah, I I need to go back and re-listen to one particular album and compare them. Uh, that would be the deciding factor for me. And maybe sometime next year we can we can do that. And well, we'll I'll see where I stand on them. Sounds like a plan, my brother. Yep, indeed. All right, man. So what we got coming up next? We'll be doing my pick for February release. And I chose Spectres of the Old World by Dark Fortress is released this year on February 28th, 2020. <sighs> and it's, a, in my opinion, something different than what we've listened to previously. And I'm looking forward to uh, hearing Ben's thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, I'm unfamiliar with that band. So I'll, it'll be a interesting opportunity to check out a band that I've never heard of. And to kind of put it more perspective, I've, I came across it in my playlisting my my pile of listening listening but i've only been to listen to it once and i don't think i'll get back to it until much later in the year and i want to listen to it again before then so i'm gonna use my pick for that so it, it could be like first impressions was like oh wow and second person's like oh god so we'll see how it goes <laughs> <laughs> right yep well you got anything else to add on ben no, man. I uh, just want to thank everybody for tuning in. And if you uh, don't like this album, you can holler at us on Twitter at Cloaca Metal or at Ben Dangerously. Because, uh, like I said, there are some people out there who didn't appreciate the abandonment of the thrash to something which I think is much, much better for Anthrax. Yeah, give us a lot of snow. Just let us know anything. It would be nice to have some commentation, comments on what we're doing. If you hate us, if you think we're assholes, if you think we're elitist. Just whatever. Elitist, elitist swine. We are some elitist swine. 
somewhat. <laughs> Alrighty. Sweet. Everybody Thank you for listening to the Nadal Metal Reviews. This is not an exit. This is not an exit. This is not an exit. This is not an exit.